creates this hater narrative, hater complex, and then turns around and uses this underdog narrative to fight himself out of the hater narrative that he created in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 69. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, before you tell us what you got for us today, yes, figured I just need to preface by saying I'm back home at the old uh, home place up in Northern Virginia. The old home front. So I got the fam upstairs sleeping. Usually I'm on my own in my apartment, but uh going to have to keep it a little quieter this episode. As I, did, I can't make any promises. As I did a few, few episodes back, so you might have to carry the energy for us tonight. That's fair. I got you. I got this. So, uh, so now we got that out of the way. Tell us what you got for us. I don't know how we haven't been talking about this or haven't mentioned it to each other at all, but have you seen this picture that's leaked of A-Rod pooping in his apartment? Stop. <laughs> You're lying. How have we not? How, you haven't seen this? I'm just surprised it's taken this long. For your what you got for us today, Nate, topic to be <laughs> somewhat baseball related. I don't really consider this baseball related. You haven't seen that? What? Where is this? You gotta look this up. What? I'm so surprised you haven't seen this. Yeah, dude. He was like, he got caught pooping in his apartment with this like giant window with no curtains. Oh, no. <laughs> what who takes this picture <laughs> and Holy uh apparently cow. word on the street as someone with a healthy zoom can confirm that it's a rod because he's got like embroidered towels in his bathroom or whatever but uh that is hilarious i'm thinking my boy is running the shower what like he's he's just dropping a deuce while the water's heating up because the whole window is all steamed up and fogged up. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, well, why do you have no curtains? That, That's the Yeah, what are we doing here? Living in the NYC with no curtains and that window's huge. Bold move. I mean, he's a bold guy. What can I say? Just dropping one. That is crazy. Why have I not heard about that? I don't know, but he's losing his mind. He's like getting his lawyers involved, trying to get this picture like taken down everywhere. I mean, trying to figure out who posted it. I would have been fine without not knowing about this. So <laughs> I'm not going to act like my life is better. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. That is crazy. Just, just a little wild stuff. All right, let's uh, get going with some baseball history. Let's run through it. Baseball history. You got six points for you tonight. May 24th. Six. May 24th. So, uh, you know, everyone's been saying that the Bays were the first one who was the opener, but I think we might have a true winner here. 1947, Carl Ferrillo 
hits a three-run homer as a pinch hitter in the first frame of the Dodgers' 4-3-10 inning loss to Philadelphia at Ebbets Field. The unusual substitution occurs when Phillies manager Ben Chapman uses his right-handed starter Al Jurish to only pitch to Brooklyn's first two hitters, Pee Wee Reese and Jackie Robinson, and then brings in Southpaw Oscar Judd, who had been warming up for from the start of the game to face the next three lefty hitters, Pete Reiser, Dixie Walker, and Gene Hermansky. The batter replaced Ferrillo. So we had an opener back in the day. Yeah, so there you have it. The uh, yeah. Rampte Bays, not as revolutionary as we thought they were. Suck it, Bays. 1957. This one's nuts. On an off day at Fenway Park, Ted Williams, using his shotgun, shoots approximately 35 pigeons sitting on a chair in front of the bullpen of the empty ballpark. The kids' target practice predictably upsets the Massachusetts Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, but Red Sox owner and avid sportsman Tom Yaki, uh, Tom Yaki's participation in the hunt helps to quell the outrage usually directed at the superstar ball player. Ted Williams just chilling, shooting birds in the middle of Fenway. That's crazy. What what's, a weirdo. What's even crazier, what was that organization you said? What was their name? Massachusetts Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Oh, my God. Can we add them to the bum list? <laughs> We're already adding already adding a figure to the list tonight, so... Let's just Isn't that add one them. nuts? Let's just add them to it. Yeah, that's that's wild. This one's a little bit of a theme, by the way. So we're gonna. This is a little foreshadowing going on. 1964, Harmon Killebrew tags the longest homer ever hit in Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. The Twins left fielder four, left fielder's 471 foot shot, which clears the hedges in left center field, is hit off of Milt Papas in the eighth inning of a 7-6 loss to the Orioles. Like I said, a little foreshadowing there. Side note, Harmon Killebrew, if you ever play MVP 2005, like the greatest baseball video game of all time, and you do like a <laughs> fantasy draft with all the historical players, make him like one of your top first, like top picks. Dude is unreal. <laughs> Just thought I'd let everybody know in case they were unfamiliar with in his. In case they fall back 15 years ago. In case they were unfamiliar with his abilities in that game. 1986, a drunk Billy Martin is quote-unquote fired as the co-host of Saturday Night Live by executive producer Lorne Michaels after slurring his lines during a skit. In retaliation, the often unemployed Yankee manager sets fire to his dressing room at the end of the show, which is the season finale. What is going on? What is wrong with your organization? <laughs> Dudes are just losing their mind. Billy Martin was one of a kind. Everyone knows that. Unreal. That guy was hired and fired like six different times. Uh, 2000, 16 Dodger players and three coaches are suspended by the commissioner's office for going into the stands during the Wrigley Field scuffle with fans on May 16th. The suspensions totaling 60 games for players and 24 games for coaches is the harshest penalty 
ever handed down by Major League Baseball. You said it was a scuffle with fans as well? Yeah, they went up into the crowd. What is it? I swear, if there's one takeaway from all of these baseball history points that we've done it's always a fan over the scuffle. last few months, what like what is wrong with the baseball fans? <laughs> uh, it's nuts. And uh, lastly, this one's kind of cool. 2001, Lena Bleffery, the wife of former Oriole outfielder, outfielder Kurt Bleffery, scatters the ashes of her husband's remains at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. Although little of the stadium remains as the site is being demolished, demolished she is still able to fulfill her husband's last wishes. I think that's kind of cool. I've always said that I wanted to be cremated and spread on a baseball field. So uh, I think that's pretty sweet. You've always said that? I've never heard you say that. Always. We don't talk about death a whole lot. So now, I was about to say, man, it ended in baseball history on a relatively somber note. Yeah. I don't know how this, we recover from this. We were all over the map, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had so that's uh, that's May twenty fourth. Dressing room fires, fan scuffles. Ted Williams bringing a shotgun to Fenway. Death of players, death of birds, just <laughs> too much. Anyway, let's move on to the main topic that we are planning to cover. Well, I say main topic. I've got a I've got a rant waiting around the corner. But uh, before we get there, let's talk <laughs> Carter Stewart, 19 years yeah, old, dude. going to Japan for the next six years. Crazy. He was picked by the Braves in last year's draft with the eighth overall pick. Uh, but because of a – and by by the way, this is, this is fascinating. I don't know if you picked up on this detail in your research. Reason uh, the team – or basically the reason all this was happening is because the Braves reduced his signing bonus offer because of a, an apparent injury, which I don't know. Again, I don't know if you found this, but apparently it was ligament damage to his wrist and that he had informed the team, uh, that he suffered the wrist injury in a skateboarding accident at the age of nine. Yeah. Like obviously it's not affecting his game. What, what are we doing? That's so random. But anyway, yeah. yeah, it said it cut his it cut his uh signing bonus by like millions. And so I heard it was like half. It was yeah, basically half. Something yeah, something along those lines. And then naturally it was like, No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to collect my check. So he's going over to Japan, uh, as I said, on a six year contract worth more than seven mil. So this is a pretty uh monumental event as he as I found that he is the the first player to turn down a deal uh, from the amateur draft and sign with Japan, so pretty big, pretty big deal here. I don't feel like it's getting an, as much attention as it should be. Like this is monumental. I think it's a little. Uh, it's interesting. Um, I, I believe Scott Boris is his agent, so no surprise here. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 different because like he's you know he's choosing a different route. He's choosing to not spend you know his six years in the minor leagues. Um, and I say six, I mean that's just like you know the average five or six years or whatever. Um, and you know he's he's taking that seven mil and playing across seas. But like uh, 
what I don't get is that there must be just the word out that he's he's not going first round again, um, which is a little strange for me, considering it was just the only thing wrong was an injury that he suffered, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why you'd be caught, like as an organization, why you'd be cautious, but like you said, doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, although I guess this uh, ligament damage contributed contributed to him failing the physical uh, or at least a portion of his physical. Uh, so, I mean, it, it must, must be some sort of lingering injury. Uh, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I can't blame the kid. They said his signing bonus uh, likely would have been for less than two mil, probably about a mil and a half. So I don't blame him for taking the seven million route. Uh, granted, it comes at the cost of a complete culture change, which, I mean, more power to you if you can stick that out for six years. Because I'm sure that's not easy, especially at that age. Like you're going over there, 90, you're not even twenty years old yet, and you're yeah. going to play in Japan for over half a decade, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, it's a little weird, and, you know, like, I don't know how much, I feel like it's such it's such informative years, as far as an athlete goes, and as, um, you know, as far as mechanically, and everything you're going to learn, I, I feel like you would want to learn from your organization, wherever you get drafted, and you're going to want to, you know, be molded by what your organization is trying to teach you in order to get you to the big leagues. So now you're going overseas. You're going to be taught some things that are different. Um, obviously, I mean, anyone who knows and watches baseball knows that hitters over there are different. Pitchers over there are different. Everything they do over there is just slightly different. I'm not saying, you know, there aren't there haven't been successful players that come over here, but overall, like, I would say ratio wise, like, it's not that great of a percentage to where players are coming over here and killing it. You know, I mean, yeah, Ichiro, Tanaka, Otani, but I mean, the other guys have, have typically just had a quick exit. Well, so well, let me I, ask I don't you. Know. Let me ask you this: You mentioned uh, kind of the downside of this whole thing, like you said, of not being able to learn uh, through your organization that you would hope to end up with. Uh, Compare that to the potential upside of being able to go over there, collect your check, and come back as a potential free agent at age 25. Which one yeah. do you see has more more weight? Um, I mean, you're just at that point, you're just assuming you're assuming it's going to take you six years to get to the big leagues. And knowing that, I mean, he probably could have had a really good minor league career and maybe could have been up in three or four and would have cut that time down a little bit. And so is it worth, you know, cutting down a couple years and losing on a couple million? You're still going to get a couple million dollars in your signing bonus when you get drafted. So it's not like you're going to be dead broke. Yeah, you're not going to get the great salary throughout your minor league career. But the truth is, is that, you know, you never know. You could have been fast-lined. Well, that, that you know I think, board organization. I think that becomes a case-by-case -case situation, though. Would you rather have the guaranteed money up front 
or would you rather just run the risk? Because you know how this stuff works out, man. I mean, these guys can be busts. Does it make sense to make this leap, like essentially going halfway around the world? Yeah. With the thought of I'll be back in six years as a free agent, ready to roll. Right. Or yeah, I mean, is it like worth saying. taking the risk trying to climb the climb your way through the system? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's for everything we've seen as far as American players going over to Japan. It's always kind of like the end of their career. You know what I mean? Like you're still trying to hang on to it. You still feel like you can pro- play professional baseball. You may not get be getting the offers you want from the MLB. So, you know, you go overseas and you play your last couple years out there. You know, that has always been what we've seen. We've never seen it done this early. So I don't know if it's going to be a successful thing. I just think it's a little strange to commit to six years. I would rather do... If you're if you're all you're doing is looking for your bag, get your bag and do it in three years. You know what I mean? So that way you can come back. You're eligible for a draft again. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, I don't know, dude. I personally would stay here. I would take my signing bonus that maybe cut down a little bit, and prove people wrong here where I want to end up playing. Not prove them wrong by being way over there so what you're saying and presumably what almost every other middle class american is saying is that you would be happy with a 1.5 million dollar signing bonus yeah yeah and and i mean i think it's unfair it's definitely unfair that whatever you know this ligament injury thing is but it's still there it's not like it's you know the, the braves didn't make it up you couldn't pass your physical, it's there. So that's the reason why you're getting less money. I, I don't know. I mean, just prove them wrong that it's not hurting your game. Go out there and play your game, tear it up, and move up the, the line in minor leagues. I don't, I don't get it of why you would want to leave the country where you put all your work into and you want to put you know the whole system in shock for six years six years is just too much it's too long for you to go over there and and learn it's a different game it's not the same game it's a it's a smaller ball it's it's a different style i mean it's just it's not the same so for you to think that it's the exact same thing and you can just translate and come back in six years where you're 25 and you're you know at the prime of your athletic career for you to just be you know hop into a top free agent it's not going to be that way. But I'm, I'm also interested in, in how this is. It's, does this become like an international signing bonus money kind of thing? Well, I, I did see that I think because it's six years that he becomes, if, if, he, if he is to return, he, I, the language is, is tricky, but I think there's something, some fine print about him becoming – like an international free agent or something because he spent X amount of years overseas. Something I don't right. know. It's it, it's confusing. I, I still have to to dive into that a little deeper. But yeah, I think there's some language in there about that. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, man. So now you're now you're asking now you're asking major league clubs clubs to bid on you. This is an all or nothing thing, which I mean it always is. 
baseball always is. And I don't know, man. This is just a typical Scott Boris move. Get your bag. That's all players want to do is get your bag. I'm not going to lie, man. I was I was pretty sure before I hopped on this call with you that he was making a good move. But the more, more I listen to you talk about it, I don't know. Kind of on the fence it, about it now. We won't know. I guess we won't. I mean, because I don't think you're going to see too many other people do it within the next six years. I think in eight years, you're either going to see it never being done again or you're going to be seeing it you know, done a lot to where if he comes back at 25, say he gets signed, say he does well. And by the age of 28, he's, you know, tearing it up. You're going to see that become a trend, but we're going to have a little gap now. So it's going to take some time. Yeah. I think the thing that's not being talked about though, is that this guy looks like he's 12. I don't get it. He looks like a kid. Like if you look at he any, looks like a nine year old. If you look at the comment sections of like any post about this situation on social media, like all the comments are like, "This guy looks like your default create a player in any baseball video game ever created," <laughs> which he absolutely does. Like he immediately changed. He looks like the, <laughs> yeah, he looks like the start from scratch <laughs> template. Wild stuff. Uh, speaking of wild. Can we talk about how bad Orioles pitching is? Yeah, there was our foreshadowing. We talked about how uh, home runs being hit against the Orioles was a thing back in 1964. It's definitely a thing in 2019. It was a thing in 2018, too, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. How many? Let's see. Let's Let's get the exact number of games as of May... 23rd you're hearing it on 24th so it may be off a little but the orioles like around are, 50 we're right at 50 they're 15 and 35 as of may 23rd uh 2019 so 50 games they've already let up over 100 home runs the yankees hit i believe 13 this weekend in a four-game set against them. Felt like 90 of the 100 home runs. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, we were talking about it before we got on. The poor commentator with, uh, Gary, with the Orioles Gary Thorne. is just at a loss of words for how many home runs Glaber Torres has hit against the Orioles this year. It's 10, by the way. 10 of his 12 home runs have been hit against the Orioles. Which, by the way, um, that was that was pretty refreshing to see. Like, yeah, it sucks to be a commentator for a team that just is awful. But it's like, <laughs> it's nice to see him kind of bring the guard down a little bit and express essentially what every Orioles fan is feeling. Arguably, almost every baseball fan is probably feeling for the Orioles right now. I know personally, I feel it, like it's getting to the point where it's like depressing. Like, it's not even. It's not even funny anymore. It's like these guys are really bad. And yeah, it's just it like was, these guys are out there trying to make a living and they're just so bad at it. So bad. I mean, I watched today's game this morning and Dylan Bundy looked pretty good through like four innings, I would say. Looks like really good. I think he only gave up two hits through four or five innings. But knowing that it's if Orioles, only baseball knew, games were four innings, I know you just knew that the wheels were going to come off eventually, and they sure did. 
they suck. I, and their ballpark seems to be the size of a little league field. Well, I saw you mentioned the 100 home runs. I saw that they beat the 2000 Royals by nine games <laughs> to reach the century mark. That is oh. sad. Sad. I did, however, see Chris Davis flash a bunt move today. He pulled it back, but he did he did show bunt, which may show some progress for Baltimore. Speaking of Chris Davis, did I make a mistake by swapping him out uh, for Justin Bohr? No, swapping him in, rather, because... I've noticed Bohr hasn't had as many ABs since our guy uh, Albert notched his 2000th RBI. I feel like he's getting some more ABs. Bohr's just not yeah. doing it for me, and I figured Chris Davis, according to the law of averages, has to heat up. He, I mean, he's been swinging it decent ever since he broke the hitless streak. Not great, but better than Ofer. So how do we feel about that move? I need some fantasy advice here. Um, well, you're doing fine in the league, jerk. So I don't know how much advice you really need. Um, I would say that's probably not smart. Just based off of, like you said, you're getting A-Bs. So might as well go with the guy that's getting A-Bs. Right, so go with Chris Davis. Yeah. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm you're saying. saying. You're saying you swapped. Yeah, yeah, swapped him Chris in, Davis not out. Yeah, yeah, swapped him gotcha. in. So Boar is okay. now on my bench. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, as long as you're okay with the what is it, negative one every time he strikes out. Yeah, that's the downside. It's like I'd almost rather have zero <laughs> with Boar sitting on the bench, and Chris Davis is negative one, having four, four abs. Honestly, you might as well just leave first base open and then just leave Boar in there and add someone else on the bench. I think I'm going to switch sides. I'm going to switch out just because of the negative aspect. You're going to get negative points. That's true. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, you mentioned the Yankees earlier. I'm looking at the stats here. I've got the numbers from the four game series that they just played. Just completely. Uh -huh. Yankees had 43 hits 20 walks, 35 runs, 13 home runs, batted just a hair under 300 as a team, had an on-base percentage of 382. Yeah, it's not bad. So congratulations to your team for beating a team that they were supposed to beat. <laughs> you know what? They it's it's awesome that they flipped the script cuz last year they lost a lot of games to Baltimore. So the goal is, uh, I think they've lost twice to them this year, so we're hoping for 17-2. and two. Solid. Uh, I don't have a transition for this, but I've been waiting cool. to talk about this for a long time. I need I need some info here. you got to fill me in. Well, Nate, let me tell you about SeatGeek. Ugh. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends it or family really to make sucks. it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before or? they sell out? What? Or. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, alluding to something later in the show. I like it. With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. I always just lump that entire sentence into like three words. We're making it for your first-time user, SeatGeek. <laughs> We're making it even better for you if you are a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some yeah. tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly like off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do serious. to save some of that. Cold hard cash, I think. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. I don't appreciate you interrupting my ad read. I don't interrupt yours. Anyway, no, mine's sexy. Back to back to this Marcus Stroman situation. Uh, I need I need to I need to say something. I know I I put it out on social media that I'd be making an official announcement. Marcus Stroman is officially a member of the bum list. Uh, unfortunately, it was it, it came too late in my opinion. He is he's been a bum for years now. You're but, a Duke guy too, so this but is a for crazy. some reason yeah, it's I gotta keep it low key on social media. Like I can't be retweeting the Dirt to Diamonds tweets from my personal account because then my coworkers will see it and they'll be like, What is this crap? Uh so but anyway, he's he's been a bum for a few years now. Uh but unfortunately it was this most recent incident that really just pushed me over the edge. Uh, Primarily he hadn't made the list this year uh, just because he had been relatively off the radar. I mean, the guy's like two and six. I mean, his ERA is pretty, pretty solid, but I mean, he's playing for a team that is just trash and won't be doing anything this year. Uh, But after this uh, most recent incident, I was like, "We've got to add him to the list." There, there's just no doubt about it. The guy is a total, total tool, absolute tool. Uh, so I don't know, like, to what degree you're familiar with this whole backstory, uh, but basically on Tuesday, he's pitching against my socks. Uh, just a disclaimer: I'm sure there's there's some bias coming, but I'll I'll try to be as objective as I can. Pitching Tuesday against the Sox. I think it started... I don't think there was anything prior to this. It started when uh, Michael Chavis stepped up to the plate. uh, And Stroman was just cruising along tempo-wise. And naturally, like, what what are we told to do as hitters? If a guy... If you can tell that a guy is in a rhythm, just cruising along at a relatively quick rate of speed what are we supposed to do well i would have two answers for you but since you said michael chavis i like him so i'm gonna say mess up his rhythm you gotta you gotta mess with him you gotta get him off his game and how do you bit. do that what do you do call time take your time in between exactly. pitches pretend something's in your eye adjust your batting gloves whatever he called time and apparently stroman took offense to that he did his very clearly sarcastic stand on the mound don't step off don't move a muscle just stands there waits for Chavis to step back in the box and presumes to quote unquote quick pitch him which 
frankly, and this is where I, I'm trying to be objective, I didn't think it was a quick pitch. I, I mean, I, I don't think he waited as long as he would have if he was just pitching regularly. But supposedly quick pitched him. Uh, Chavis didn't appreciate it. Apparently they exchanged some words. Uh, Cora, after the fact, uh, basically... It was kind of weird. I didn't really understand what he was saying, but basically acknowledging like Strowman competes a certain way and certain people don't like it. But then Strowman just goes on this rampage on Twitter, as he always does, where he's like, he like takes offense to everything. He's like, oh, and he like quote tweeted the article that was talking about Cora's response. He's like, oh, I didn't know I had to cater to certain people or certain teams to get them to like me or something like that. And then in just classic Strowman fashion, starts retweeting all of these people that are like tweeting support to him, acting like he's best friends with all these people. Like, I appreciate you. I love you. Keep doing you, boo-boo. All this bull crap. (laughs) And just continues to add to the reasons that I don't like him. This guy, I've never seen somebody create a narrative that he then creates another narrative to fight out of the narrative that he created in the first place. In other words, in this in this situation, as well as many other situations, he creates this 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 hater narrative, this hater complex that he thinks that there's just thousands of people that can't stand this guy, which frankly, I don't think is true because nobody cares about a guy that's pitching in Canada of all places. Second of all, he like I was saying, he creates this hater narrative, hater complex, and then turns around and uses this underdog narrative to fight himself out of the hater narrative that he created in the first place. And it makes zero sense to me, and it's very evident that this guy is a tryhard and that he's trying to, in my opinion, this is just a long con for his his clothing brand. He's trying to draw attention to that, trying to like, Again, just create this narrative that people don't like him when, frankly, I don't think people care. Wow. Are you are you good? I'm good. I, honestly, you I, I was a little more heated about it the other night when I was talking about it on Snapchat. I've had a couple of days to kind of let it let it simmer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing a little better. I'm still a little worked up, but. It's, I don't know. There's just something about the guy I just don't like. He's officially on the bum list. Welcome to the club, Marcus Stroman. And I will so, close I will close with saying that it is my goal in twenty nineteen to have him block me on Twitter. Block the brand on Twitter. Well, I mean I don't know <laughs> I don't that's, know if I have anything else. That's all I'm gonna to say. say. I don't think I'm out of stuff to say. Like, do you not agree? Like, have you not like, have you followed Strowman at all, like, even in the slightest, to kind of understand where I'm coming from with this? Like, he's definitely a chip on the shoulder. He's, he's definitely so, chip on the shoulder. He's so, yeah, he's got the chip on his shoulder, so demonstrative. Like, it's it's so irritating. And it's this isn't me, like, hating on the guy. I, frankly, couldn't care less. It's just, it annoys me that he, like, 
again, he creates this narrative and then in the process, like brings people down with him. Like he's trying to make core out to be this bad guy. Like even he tweeted something, which I thought was totally uncalled for total, just completely childish. He was like, Oh, I guess core is upset that I decided to sign with USA baseball and not play for Puerto Rico. Like I under, I get it now. And he had like laughing, crying emojis. And I'm like, how old are you? Like this guy just, it, it irritates me to no end. And he just, he acts like an infant on social media. And he like uses all these like sarcastic, slick, like comments, emoji usage, just completely unprofessional. It, I don't know. I'm tired of talking about it. The guy's a bum. So he is to you what Trevor Bauer is to me. Yeah, but the thing is, is like Bauer to me, as much as I don't like the guy, as much as you don't like the guy, he just, he is who he is. Strowman is just a fraud. He, he, again, it comes back to this narrative thing where he, he tries to like paint this picture of like who he is and where he's come from and where he's going and it, to me, like, I don't know the guy on a personal level, so I'm not going to act like I do. But from the picture that he paints for us, it doesn't match up. Like, you can't tell me that this dude that graduated from Duke has this, like, rags-to-riches story where just there's all these people hating him on the way up. He's being good. Like, I don't understand why this whole chip-on-the-shoulder thing exists. Like, the dude has been talented. He was... As you mentioned, I'm a Duke guy. That's where he graduated from. That's where he played. Dude was a stud here at Duke. Nobody was doubting his talent. Dude has been relatively legit in his time in the big leagues. Uh, So it's like, I don't understand why he continues to have this chip on the shoulder. Like, everyone hates me. I'm out to get what's mine. Like, it's, it's it's all a big, long con, like I said. I'm cool with that. I mean, I yeah. I don't I don't have anything left to say. You got it's, it. It's I mean, it's it's I I just can't deal with it. I'm done with it. Although I did have I had somebody message me. I can't remember. If, I think it was on Snapchat maybe. Uh one of the social media outlets. Somebody was like, "I think you based on what you're saying, I think you hate him more than you hate Mannequin." And I'm like, Ooh. I couldn't do that. I couldn't allow that to happen. <laughs> Mannequin was the OG bum. I couldn't do that. True. Uh, but yeah, just had to get that off my chest. Had to had to clarify. Had to explain why he's the newest member of the bum list. Uh, I'm sure if it wasn't two o'clock in the morning right now, I'd be a little more up in arms about this, and I would be able to yeah more more clearly explain why I just can't deal with this guy, but it's been all week I've been talking about this. And so I just wanted to officially bring it to a close. You're just a little tired. I'm just a little tired, but yeah, just had to, had to get that off my chest. So is that, I'm assuming that series is over. Uh, yeah, it was a four game series similar to the O's and Yanks. You know, the uh, next time they play, I don't. I do need to and look that up. 
And I'm curious to see if we're going to see any type of ball being thrown at or near Michael Chavis at all. I hope Chavis hits a ball 750 feet off him. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little something. I sure hope we do. I'm going to look here at the schedule see what we got. Just got done with a four-game series. Oh, goodness. What a stretch we have. Astros for three games. Indians for three games. The Yankees at the end of the month. Oh, my goodness. We play the Blue Jays. <laughs> we play the Blue Jays June 21st, 2nd, and 3rd. You good? <laughs> what do you mean am I good? You going to be all right? I'm all right, dude. I'll recover. It's... It's been a rough stretch, but we're playing good ball. We're playing good ball. All right, pal. How can I cheer you up? I'm in the mood for a game. Could it be the or game? It could be, but you know what I'm even more in the mood for? Ooh. A provocative ad read. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... Kyle, there's nothing better than a long, hard, all-natural shaft of wood with a clean knob that you can grab to use at your leisure. And thanks to Zinger Bats, you now have a variety of options to choose from, creating custom bats for the pros since 1998, Zinger Bats is setting the new standard in professional bat production. From their X71 Pro Maple to their background case, you'll have all you need to light it up on the field this season. Best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor of, of hmm, who? The 3 Take, of course. And they want to show you, our listeners, some love. The next time you visit ZingerBats.com and stock up on some lumber, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your ZingerBats order. For that big league feel off the barrel, look no further than the Zinger. Let's get into the game. Yeah? Let's do it. All right. Does this game involve taking a nap? Because no, you gotta wake up. I'm struggling. All right, all right, I'll wake up. All right, this is. Uh, I'm gonna get your brain going a little bit. Who would you rather have starting Game Seven? Nolan Ryan or Randy Johnson? I love Nolan Ryan, but I'm gonna have to take uh, my guy Randy Johnson on this one. Really? Wow! I did not think you were gonna go that way. Interesting. I'm a mysterious right. man, Nate. What can I say? Well, this one is going to uh, <laughs> this one's going to mess you up a little bit. What would you rather have to borrow from a teammate? Their cup or their mouth guard? For those people who wear mouth guards, <clears throat> David Price, World Series champion. Uh, what's the next question? <laughs> nope, you got to answer that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, 
I'm definitely not wearing somebody else's mouth guard. So I guess cup and just wow. hope that it's the same size. <laughs> I didn't wear cup like throughout all of college. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, I stopped wearing one in middle school. It was a big risk playing a hot corner yeah. in college ball, but it had to be done. Uh, would you rather? Who would you rather see play a different sport? Aaron Judge or Frank Thomas? Both pretty big dudes. I don't know. I mean, is it like heresy to say I don't think Frank Thomas was that athletic? The dude yeah, is just I mean, big. That's that's fair. Because of that, I feel like I'm just gonna have to say Aaron Judge. I'd love to see him as like a tight end or something in football. Yeah, he would tear it up, huh? I it, I mean, he did like high school and college days. He's got like records still, I guess. Uh, football and basketball, I think. Um, what's more embarrassing, going up to the plate with your fly down, or tripping and falling while running down the line? Tripping and running, all all the eyes are on you at that point. <laughs> running and tripping, tripping and running, whatever I said. I think I had it backwards, whatever. Yeah, tripping and falling. Tripping, tripping and running, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all the same. Yeah, like the fly thing, that can be like super subtle, and a lot of people usually won't even realize it. And then the one person <laughs> that does realize it, you have to just question like why they were looking there in the first place. So, so I'm all, it's more than that. Yeah, so it's more on so then you can take an embarrassing situation and flip it on them and be like, why are you checking out my 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 crotch? So yeah. I'm gonna say the running and tripping. Cool. Cool. Uh better rally animal, cat or squirrel? Squirrel. I hate cats. Rally squirrel. Cats are like the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Uh, what's the better response to a bad call from the umpire? Catcher cleaning off the plate or hitter drawing a line where the pitch crossed in the oh, dirt? Oh, I love the drawing <laughs> the line. That is just totally passive aggressive, which is right up my alley. I'm one of the yeah. most passive aggressive people you'll ever meet. Not going to say I'm proud of it, but it's just who I am. So because of that, I'm going to take the drawing the line in the dirt. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to cheer you up a little bit with this one. And since we brought up A-Rod earlier, what was the lamer move by him? Yelling ball, ball, ball while running around the bases on an infield pop-up or slapping the ball out of the glove while he was running down the line at first? Yeah, I, you will probably think I would say slapping the ball, and I feel like that's probably what a lot of people are just yelling right now, like, <laughs> which I get. But I remember watching that game where he called ball, ball, ball. And it was just, yeah. I remember thinking just how Bush League that was. I'm like, what a, what a douche move. Like, and it didn't even surprise me that it was him because he's just like that type of person. Yeah. I don't know. They're both douche moves. I don't know. What was like the, what did you call them? What was the more what? 
Lamer moves. Lamer, yeah. I I can only think of them as douche moves. <laughs> uh, what was the douchier move? What was the douchier move? I'm going to say they were both equally douchey. Wow. All right. Cool. But I just think he's he's obviously more well known for the slap in the glove just because of the magnitude of the rivalry and all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know that ball 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 is pretty bush too. Yeah, fair. Well, that wraps it up for the or game. I uh, I'm glad I got it under your skin a little, pal. We heard some real narcissistic answers from you. <laughs> I know, man. I'm sitting here just thinking, like my energy was like. <laughs> Not where it usually is. Partially, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, I got to keep it a little quiet with the fam sleeping upstairs. But this stuff will drain you, man. Like this Marcus Stroman nonsense. It's been weighing on me all week, and I just I'm done with it, man. I can't let I can't let this guy as a, I can't let this guy drain my energy. Or in in his words, let's pull up a tweet I saw today. I can only place positive energy within my aura. <laughs> that is a douchey thing. To and say. while I'm while I'm here, I'm just gonna share some more positive, more positivity with you guys. Hope you all have the energy and calmness to get through whatever you're going through today. No matter what, keep climbing. Upwards graph emoji. <laughs> whatever, man. More meditation, less media. That's gonna be the advice I live by this week. More meditation, less media. As you're tweeting. So, yeah, exactly. So, I guess we're just going to call off the next couple episodes because <laughs> I need to meditate more. Yeah. But anyway. What do we got? Well, it's 2 o'clock in the morning here, so we're not doing DMs because I'm tired. All right, pal. Well, let me just fill you in. I'll take over. I'll just I'll just fill you in on some stuff that we didn't cover. Well, that's what we talked about. <laughs> I'm gonna flip it over to you for what they're not talking about. There's a throwback. <laughs> There's a throwback transition. Take a little knee, pal. Just take a knee. Take a little, take a little nap. Just we'll get back to you in a fill second. me in. Fill me in. All right, guys. So what they're not talking about? Um, number one, the twins. No one is talking about the Twins. They have the most wins in the MLB with 33, and they just hit eight home runs against the Angels. Uh, and speaking of eight, they're eight games up on the Indians as of May 23rd. Pay attention to Minnesota, por favor. We need to take um, our own advice, Nate. We weren't paying yeah, attention we to Minnesota. Yeah, we do. We definitely need to. <laughs> need to cover the Twins a little bit. <laughs> uh, we talked about Cano last episode, and how he's kind of lazy. And, uh, well, if you haven't heard, he just conveniently headed to the DL with a quad injury. And, yes, I just did air quotes, even though none of you can see me. Well, didn't he? Wasn't uh, it because not, he, like, tried to leg out a single? Yeah, whatever. Uh, nice timing, Robbie. Real real clean move there, pal. Irony. That's, what, what irony? Yeah. This one's nuts, bud. I got you here. One Met who is doing something right is Rajai Davis who was just called up this week. The 38-year-old didn't find out he was called up until he was in the middle of AAA BP. He then took a two-hour Uber to Queens to arrive in the third inning. He proceeded to pinch hit in the bottom of the eighth, and of course, it's a three-run taco 
in his first AB as a Met. It's pretty damn cool. Gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, something else a little interesting is that we had our first triple play of the year this week. Uh, the Chicago White Sox executed a 5-4-3 triple play against the Astros with Mr. Jake Marisnik running down the line, too. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Blue Jays are making some moves by calling up Craig Biggio's son, Caven. Looking like he's going to be able to play all around the infield since that's what he's been doing in the minor league so far. Uh, good for Biggio and good for Toronto fans. Uh, might as well hype up something since you're not going to really be doing anything this year in the standings. Since your supposed and, uh, ace is 2-6 and six on the season, have something to look <laughs> forward to. <laughs> Glad you're still awake enough to drop that bomb. Bum. And lastly, we have a new record holder in Pittsburgh. Josh Bell has become the only player ever to hit multiple home runs into the Allegheny River on the fly. That is impressive, but we got to talk about how this guy has become the best player to rock dreadlocks in a Pirates uniform since McCutcheon. Nate, he's got to be like the only guy to rock dreadlocks since McCutcheon. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, right? I mean, it hasn't been that long since McCutcheon was there. Yeah. Well, you know, just thought I'd let you know. That wraps it up for what they're not talking about. Well, well, well. That'll do it for us. Be sure to subscribe. It's so late, dude. I'm so tired. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? The number of home runs the Orioles have given up this year. Dude, they don't have a feature for that many stars. You can't actually input yeah. that many stars. Speaking of which, write it in. just throwing okay, a little Okay, how note. about this? The number of home runs the Orioles average per game. <laughs> oh my gosh what I was going to say is remember how last episode we started this thing where we're going to have like a, a word that we want people to plug into the reviews so we know who actually listened yeah this time it's your turn so our guy Eric who always submits DMs sent me a screenshot and I went back and saw it sent me a screenshot he edited his review that he had already inputted prior to the episode <laughs> And like added booger into it, and he like mentioned your tissue joke about putting a little boogie into it. And then we had a, we had another we had another review that just said "P.S. Booger" at the end of it, and I was just I, I loved it. You guys I, are the best. I love it. Uh, so let's see what word do we want to creatively input into this episode let's go let's go cheese all right cheese i like it so you have to creatively finagle the word cheese into your review which finagle would have been a good word as well presumably i mean do we want to go finagle (laughs) i'm sure there's people on here that don't even know what finagle means you're just insulting our fans now, so that's good. You need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese or finagle, Nate? Hey, man, it's your week. I'm just sitting back. All right, we're going to go with cheese. No, I like finagle. Finagle is better. Uh, <laughs> let's go with finagle. I'm going to be curious to see how people can creatively Im- 
uh, and spell and put that into their review. Anyway, five stars. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. You guys know it. Don't go chasing that curveball. We love y'all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. What the f- are you trying to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it!